Welcome to Zikru Dafsi Mani Mamarai Ram Goldai and Dev Masakas Baba Kama Daf Ein, the seventh parak Maruba. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the scholars from Narada said, We do not write a power of attorney for movable items held by a third party. This is based on Rabbi Yochanan's principle that an owner cannot transfer items which are not in his possession. In another version, they said, an orchestra cannot be written where the defendant has denied the claim because it's mechazek shikra. It appears like falsehood, but ordinarily an orchestra may be written. The orchestra must include the words, zil go sum in court, win the case, and acquire the proceeds for yourself. Because unless the appointee is granted ownership of the funds, the defendant may say, you are not my litigant. Abai says writing this about a portion of the funds is sufficient. And Maymar says that if the agent seizes the proceeds for himself, he may keep them since he was granted ownership. Ravashi disagrees because the language of the orchestra indicates that he was appointed a shaliach, but was not granted permanent ownership of the funds. In another version, Ravashi says the agent was made a partner in the funds and he could seize half. Pointing to the next mission states, Ganaval Pishnaim, if one stolen animal, according to the testimony of two Adim, and he shechted or sold it according to their testimony, or the testimony of two other aiding, he pays Dal the hay. This seems to disagree with Rabbi Akiva. Abraisa teaches that where three separate pairs of aiding each testify that a new occupant used the property for a different year, the testimonies are combined and the occupant is presumed the owner. Rabbi Akiva disagreed because the Torah says Davar, witnesses establish a matter, but not half a matter. A testimony which cannot stand alone is unacceptable. So how then could separate witnesses testify to Shechita, which is ineffective without testimony of the theft? Abai answers, Rabbi Kiva agrees that testimony about adultery is accepted, although other Adim testified to her marriage. This proves that although the Adim to adultery are ineffective alone, the testimony of her marriage is a complete matter. So the second testimony is also accepted. Here too, the testimony of theft is a complete matter. So the Adis of Shechita is also acceptable. And pointing with you, the Mishnah taught that if one stole an animal and sold it on Shabbos, he pays Dal the hay. Abraisa says he's pater, and Rabbi Barham explains, this is where the buyer told the thief, cut off for yourself a fig from my fig tree, and your stolen item shall thereby be acquired by me. Since the thief affects his sale through a Shabbos violation by detaching a fig, he's exempt from Dal the hay because of Kimwei with Rabbi Minei. The Gemara asks, since the buyer cannot demand compensation for the fig, which was taken through Hilo Shabbos, the sale is ineffective and he does not acquire the stolen animal. Rapapa instead answers that the buyer said, Throw your stolen item into my chatzar, violating Shabbos, and your stolen item will thereby be acquired by me. Rabbi answers that the sale is effective, like Rami Barakama's case of cutting the fig, even though the buyer cannot sue for his purchase in court. The Torah forbade a harlot's wages for a carbon, even if one had relations with his harlot mother. Although she could not demand her wages, since the relations carry the death penalty, if they are paid, they are still considered wages. So once again, the three points are number one. The scars of Nardos said, We do not write a power of attorney for movable items held by a third party. This is based on Rabbi Yochanan's principle that an owner cannot transfer items which are not in his possession. In another version, they said, an orchestra cannot be written where the defendant has denied the claim because it's mechazek shikra. It appears like falsehood, but ordinarily an orchestra may be written. The orchestra must include the words, zil dunazekhe va'apiko nafshech, 
Go sue in court, win the case, and acquire the proceeds for yourself. Because unless the appointee is granted ownership of the funds, the defendant may say, You are not my litigant. Abai says writing this about a portion of the funds is sufficient. And Maymar says that if the agent seizes the proceeds for himself, he may keep them since he was granted ownership. Ravashi disagrees because the language of the orchestra indicates that he was appointed a shaliach, but was not granted permanent ownership of the funds. In another version, Ravashi says the agent was made a partner in the funds and he could seize half. Pointing to the next Mishnah states, Ganabal Pishnaim, if one stolen animal, according to the testimony of two Adim, and he shechted or sold it according to their testimony or the testimony of two other Adim, he pays Dal the hay. This seems to disagree with Rabbi Akiva. Abraisa teaches that where three separate pairs of Adim each testify that a new occupant used a property for a different year, the testimonies are combined and the occupant is presumed the owner. Rabbi Akiva disagreed because the Torah says Davar, witnesses establish a matter, but not half a matter. A testimony which cannot stand alone is unacceptable. So how then could separate witnesses testify to Shechita, which is ineffective without testimony of the theft? Abai answers, Rabbi Kiva agrees that testimony about adultery is accepted, although other aiding testified to her marriage. This proves that although the aiding to adultery are ineffective alone, the testimony of her marriage is a complete matter. So the second testimony is also accepted. Here too, the testimony of theft is a complete matter. So the aidus of Shechita is also acceptable. And pointing with you, the Mishnah taught that if one stole an animal and sold it on Shabbos, he pays Dal the hay. Abraisa says he's pater, and Rabbi Barham explains, this is where the buyer told the thief, cut off for yourself a fig from my fig tree, the and your stolen item shall thereby be acquired by me. Since the thief affects his sale through a Shabbos violation by detaching a fig, he's exempt from Dalad Vehei because of Kimwe with Rabbi Mine. The Gemara asks, since the buyer cannot demand compensation for the fig, which was taken through Hill of Shabbos, the sale is ineffective and he does not acquire the stolen animal. Papa instead answers that the buyer said, Throw your stolen item into my chatzir, violating Shabbos, and your stolen item will thereby be acquired by me. Rabbi answers that the sale is effective, like Rabbi Barakama's case of cutting the fig, even though the buyer cannot sue for his purchase in court. The Torah forbade a harlot's wages for a carbon, even if one had relations with his harlot mother. Although she could not demand her wages, since the relations carry the death penalty, if they are paid, they are still considered wages. All right, so now we go to Simadaf Ayin, and her standard simon is an eye doctor. An eye doctor. So here goes. While the eye doctor tested his patient's sight by having him read the letters in an orkasa, which is not valid, from a tattling, and then see if he could spot the word davar between a picture of two adim testifying someone stole an animal and two adim who testified he shechted it. A patient waiting to be seen was engrossed in an article about the case of a man who bought a stolen sheep on Shabbos by letting the thief cut off a fig from his tree. Once again, it's a motion. When the eye doctor, eye doctor, that must be on daf ayin. While the eye doctor tested his patient's sight by having him read the letters in an orkasa, which is not valid, from metatalin, which reminds us, the scars of Narada said, We do not write a power of attorney for movable items held by a third party. This is based on Rabbi Yochanan's principle that an owner cannot transfer items which are not in his possession. Other halachas of an urkasa are brought. So, while the eye doctor tested his patient's sight by having him read the letters in an urkasa, which is not valid, 
for metatolin. And then see if he could spot the word davar between a picture of two adim testifying someone stole an animal and two adim who testified he shachted it, which reminds us, the next mission states, Ganaval pishnan, if one stole an animal, according to the adus of two witnesses, and he shachted it or sold it according to their testimony or the testimony of two other witnesses, he pays dal behe. This seems to disagree with Rabbi Kiva. Our Brisa teaches there were three separate pairs of witnesses each testify that a new occupant used the property for a different year. The testimonies are combined and the occupant is presumed the owner. Rabbi Kiva disagreed because the Torah says davar, witnesses establish a matter, but not a half matter. A testimony which cannot stand alone is unacceptable. So how then could separate witnesses testify to shechita, which is ineffective without testimony of the theft? Abai presents an answer. So while the eye doctor tested his patient's sight by having him read the letters in an urkasa, which is not valid for metatholing, and then see if he could spot the word davar between a picture of two aiding testifying someone stole an animal, and two aiding who testified he shechted it, a patient waiting to be seen was engrossed in an article about the case of a man who bought a stolen sheep on Shabbos by letting the thief cut off a fig from his tree, which reminds us, the Mishnah taught that if one stole an animal and sold it on Shabbos, he pays all the hay. Abraisa says he's patra, and Rabbi Barakama explains this is where the buyer told the thief, cut off for yourself a fig from my tree, and your stolen item shall thereby be acquired by me. Since the thief affects the sale through a Shabbos violation, detaching a fig, he's exempt from all the hay because of Kimwe Bidarabi Mineh. So once again, while the eye doctor tested his patient's sight by having him read the letters in an urkaza, which is not valid for metatolin, and then see if he could spot the word davar between a picture of two adim testifying someone stole an animal and two adim who testified he shachted it, a patient waiting to be seen was engrossed in an article about the case of a man who bought a stolen sheep on Shabbos by letting the thief cut off a fig from his tree. All right, so now it's time for four blabach hazara. Dav Samachvav. So the similar for Dav Samachvav relates to sewing, and we use a tailor. So here goes. The tailor, tailor, that must be worn Dav Samachvav, sewing. The tailor who stole some wool quickly made into a garment to acquire it, which reminds us, Rabbah said, Shinwi Kona Xiva Patanina, that a physical change to a stolen item causes a thief to acquire it is written in the Torah and taught in the Mishnah. The Pasik says, and he shall return the stolen article that he stole. The last phrase teaches, if the item is still as it was when he stole it, he shall return it. But if not, meaning the thief changed it, he only needs to pay money. Two Mishnahis are quoted as sources. So the tailor who stole some wool quickly made it into a garment to acquire it when he saw the victim give up hope of retrieving it but wasn't sure if Yehush Kona or not. Which reminds us, Rabbi said Yehush Amri Rabbanu the nickname. Yehush, the rabbi say, causes a thief to acquire it. However, he wasn't sure if this law was the Raisa or the Rabbanan. Rabbi Yosef said Yehush Enokona, despair does not cause the thief to acquire it at all. Afil the Rabbanan, even rabbinically, he must return the stolen item. So the tailor who stole some wool quickly made into a garment to acquire it. When he saw the victim give up hope of retrieving it but wasn't sure if Yehush Kona or not. Unaware that the unprocessed hides he stole and uses a mat in his shop had become tummy from his sherets because of Shinui shame, which is like Shinui Maisa, which reminds us, Rav Yosef was challenged from a mission which states regarding unprocessed hides, Shalganav regarding hides stolen secretly by a thief, Machshav Matamasan, thought renders them susceptible to Tuba because the owner despaired of retrieving them. The thief owns them and his decision to use them as kalim, meaning mats, without further processing them makes them susceptible to Tuma. 
Rabbi said this challenge went unanswered for 22 years until Rabbi Yosef became the head of the yeshiva upon Rabbi's passing and answered, A change of name is like a physical change, just as a physical change affects acquisition because it was originally wood and is now a keli, for example, regarding a change in name also. It was originally called a hide and now it's called a tray, for example. Daf Samach Zayin. So the simmer Daf Samach Zayin is a sizzling barbecue. So here goes. The thief standing by his barbecue. Barbecue? That must be warned off. Samach Zayin. Sizzling barbecue. The thief standing by his barbecue, which was under the stone crossbeam, he built into his patio ceiling, which reminds us, on the previous stuff, Rabbi Yosef taught that a thief acquires a stone item through Shinu Hashem, a change in name. Now this is a challenge from a Mishnah teacher that one who steals a crossbeam and builds it into a ceiling, thereby changing its name from crossbeam to ceiling, does not need to return the crossbeam because of Tekanus shoving, implying that otherwise the thief would not acquire the beam, although its name changed. Rabbi Yosef answers that it's still called a crossbeam even when built into a ceiling. Rabbi Zerah answers that a change that reverts to its original state, such as a beam which can be dismantled, is not considered a change regarding Shinuyashem. So the thief standing by his barbecue, which was under the stone crossbeam, he built into his patio ceiling, planning to shecht and cook the lame and stolen sheep that were endowed for Kabanus, since Yehush is not Kona, which reminds us, Ua said, From where do we know that Yehush does not cause the thief to acquire the stolen item? The Pasuk says regarding Karbanas, and you bring what is stolen, the lame and the sick, implying a comparison between a stolen and lame animal. Just as the lame one has no remedy because its blemish renders it permanently unfit, so too, a stolen animal has no remedy and is invalid as a carbon, whether before or after Yeush. This proves the thief does not acquire the animal for use as a carbon through Yeush. Rava quotes another source. So that thief standing by his barbecue, which was under the stolen crossbeam, he built into his patio ceiling, planning to shecht and cook the lame and stolen sheep that were invalid for Kabanus, since Yeush is not Kona, got caught by police for stealing the barbecue from another thief, and was told that he would have to pay Kefal since he stole it after Yeush of the original owner. Which reminds us of the Mishan Daf Samach Beis Amabes taught, One who steals from a thief does not pay Kefal because he did not steal it from the owner's possession. Rav says this is only before Yehush, but after Yehush, Kano Ganabrishon, the first thief has acquired it, and the second thief would pay Kefal since he stole it from its new owner. Dav Samaches, so the similar Dav Samaches is Schach. So here goes. The thief who covered up an animal he stole and sold with Schach, Schach, that must be more Dav Samaches. The thief who covered up an animal he stole and sold with Schach before the Yehush of the owner, making Mechaev. In Dalvehei, which reminds us, the Gemara states, one who sells a stolen animal before the owner's despair. Rav Nachman says, he's liable to pay Dalvehei because the Torah says, or he sells it, and he sold it, regardless of whether it's before or after Yehush, even if it does not affect an actual acquisition. Rav Shesha says, he's exempt from paying Dalvehei because his liability is only after the owner's despair where the thief's actions are affected, meaning the change of domain following Yehush causes the buyer to acquire it. Before Yehush, where the sale is ineffective, he would not pay Dalvehei. It must be similar to Shechtim, where his actions are effective. So the thief who covered up an animal he stole and sold with Schach before the Yehush of the owner, making Chayef, 
in Dalvehei, right under Aschach Banner with his favorite motto, Stamkeneva Yehush Balimhu, which reminds us, the Gemara says Rabbi Lazar also holds that Dalvehei is only paid for a sale after Yehush. He says, Tedash Stamkeneva Yehush Balimhu. Know that the presumption regarding theft is that the owner despairs of retrieving his item. His proof is that a thief pays Dalvehei for selling an animal, which he assumes must be effective, similar to Shachting. Since the Torah implies he would be liable for an immediate sale, similar to Shechting, it must be that we assume the owner despaired, and the subsequent change of domain through the sale affects the acquisition to the bar, together with the Yehush. Riochan rejects Rebelezer's premise. So the thief who covered up an animal he stole and sold the schach before the Yehush of the owner, making Mechaev in Dalvehei, right under a schach banner with his favorite motto, Stamkeneva Yeshbalimhu, took another stolen animal that he was Makdish and Shechted it, which reminds us, Rebelezer who holds one is high for selling or shechting after Yehush, challenged Rish Lakish who disagreed from a Mishnah, Gana Vihiktish, one who stole an animal, and he was Makdish it, and afterwards he shechted it. He only pays kefa, but not dalvehei. Riochan assumes that the thief was makdishet, which can only be effective after yeush. Still, the mission implies that if it was not hektish, he would pay dalvehei. Rishon Kish answers that the mission's case is before yeush, and it means the owner was makdishet. Dav samachtes. So the similar dav samachtes is soot, and we often use a chimney sweep. So here goes. That's no one who set aside money to redeem the camera of I. That the chimney sweeps covered in soot. Chimney sweeps soot. That must be more enough. Samachtes. That's knowing who set aside money to redeem the camera of I. That the chimney sweeps covered in soot. Improperly took, which reminds us, the mission teaches that the snowing discreet ones would ensure that one taking their produce would not transgress camera of I by sending signed money and declaring, whatever was picked from this vineyard shall be rendered chuan on this money. So the snowing who set aside money to redeem the camera of I, that the chimney sweeps covered in soot, improperly took. We're surprised to learn that a thief who stole their set of musses for him from the thief who originally stole from them did not have to pay them kefal since it wasn't considered. In their Rishos, which reminds us, Rabbi Yochan ruled like a Mishan Daf Samach Beis Am Beis, which taught that one who steals from a thief does not pay kefal. He doesn't pay kefal to the first thief because the Torah says kefal is paid for stealing Mibesa Ish from the man's house, implying, but not from the thief's house. But why does he not pay kefal to the true owner? It must be because it's not in his possession, meaning his ownership of the stolen goods is diminished. So that Snuin, who set aside money to redeem the camera of I, that the chimney sweeps covered in soot, Improperly took. We're surprised to learn that a thief who stole their set of musses for him from the thief who originally stole it from them did not have to pay them cable since it wasn't considered in their rishus. Given the fact that they just learned that Meister Shani, which is Mama Gavoa, can be redeemed after it's stolen since it is considered in their rishus, which reminds us, Ramir holds Meister Mamun Gavoa, Meister Shani is divine property, yet the Torah placed it in his possession regarding redemption because only the owner adds an extra fifth when redeeming. The same applies to Kim Ravai based on the Gezer Shava. Since the Torah considers him the owner of Kim Ravai regarding redemption, although it's not legally his, he can also redeem it after it's stolen from him. All right, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff you want to coin to remember that Meister Shani's mom Gavoa, one can even redeem stolen produce? That's on Dav? Good. Number two, which of the one the Rebbe Lazar holds, the presumption regarding theft is that the owner despairs of retrieving his item. That's on Duff. Samaches. Good number three. Which stuff do we discuss the testimony of stealing and subsequent selling or shechting in Rebbe Kiva's position on Davar versus Chatsi Davar? That's on Duff. 
iron. Good. Number four. We should learn why cross being built into a ceiling is not considered a case of shinui shame. That's on Dove. Samachzain. Good number five. Which stuff to be discussed writing an orchestra, a power of attorney from a Taltalin? That's on Duff. Ayan. Good number six. Which stuff to discuss how that snooing would ensure that one taking the produce would not transgress? Camera Vi. That's on Duff. Samachtas. Good number seven. Which stuff to discuss a case of a person buying a stolen animal through Chibol Shabbos by having the thief cut off a fig from his fig tree? That's on Duff. Ayan. Good number eight. Which stuff do you want some darsh in the Pasuk of to teach that a motor bekanasa's patri even when aiding come after? That's on Duff. Samachdal. Good number ten. Which stuff do we have mochokas whether yeush kona or not? That's on Duff. Samachvav. Excellent. That comes today's year. This is everybody. Ram Gold. Ram Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.